Joining me now for this bonus episode of Locked On Gators is John Garcia, Sports Illustrated's Director of Football Recruiting and Locked On's Recruiting Insider. And before we get into it, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. And John... We had a little bit of little bit of news come out uh, just recently with Mark Fletcher was previously committed to Ohio State, decommitted, um, and then both Florida and Miami Twitter. It's weird. I feel like I've seen both sides. This is like the one commit where I've seen both sides go. He's going to the other school. I, I it's oh. very weird. It's very weird. Every other recruit has been. Oh, he's coming to our school. This one I've seen Florida fans go. He's going to Miami, and I've seen Miami fans in Twitter spaces go, he's going to Florida. Um, <laughs> so it seems like everybody's just like been burned enough where they just don't want to get their hopes up. But in your opinion, or not even in your opinion, just just your analysis, what how's it been with the recent decommitment and you know opening his recruitment this close to signing day? Yeah, fascinating, right? I mean, Mark had said, even after the Florida visit, by the way, had said all the right things about Ohio State all the way through. Um, and I think the words are like, I'm still locked in um, just every single time. But you just knew Napier, Cristobal, and others, by the way, just chipping away at that thing just as much as possible, right? He was an early commit to the Buckeyes, obviously far from home. So the school is closer to home, particularly these new staffs that want to run the football. You just knew they were going to be all in on, on Fletcher as maybe the best back in the state of Florida in this class of, of 23. So as soon as he decommits, I guess I was kind of like both fan bases, right? I was like, well, he's probably staying in the state. I just don't know where at this moment. Now, if you go off of the very hypercritical timeline, visited Florida, it was a surprise visit. Some folks, whether it was Fletcher's camp or Florida's camp, trying to keep it on the low, boom, it gets out and then boom, he decommits. So in that regard, you could kind of, point it like okay this is blue and orange right this is florida had a lot to do with with this visit secret visitor stuff decommitment right after gotta feel good about the school he just visited but the week prior he was at miami for an unofficial visit right so naturally you could look at it and say okay well after two trips to in-state schools he backed off of, of that ohio state commitment and it looks like he's going to stay closer to home uh, i think Miami has obviously been involved with him the longest, right? Having been uh, been a local recruit. And, and look, Miami's got zero running back commits. So I think you could argue the need is bigger there. But Florida getting him on campus in this surprise fashion leading into the decommitment does have some, some positive momentum with uh, the Florida Gators. And I know the industry is starting to lean that way just a little bit. But that's where things stand and there's still another month until signing day, right? So is he going to flip and make a commitment this weekend or sometime soon? He is talking about other visits. So naturally that tells me probably not. I think he's going to wait it out just a little bit and maybe push this thing all the way until national signing day, which means again, when two in-state schools are in it in particular, you could take a lot more trips uh, and potentially get back to one or both of these campuses before all is said and done. And then let's not rule out another school getting involved, right? Whether it's Florida State, whether it's schools outside of state lines that are, are doing well uh, running the football, that's something that's going to appeal to Fletcher, who was, of course, uh, very complimentary of uh, that Florida rushing attack against uh, South Carolina. So good timing in that regard. 
for Florida to have gotten him on campus, especially compared to Miami the week prior where um, the running game was not as successful, to say the least. So I think you can, again, build cases for both of these programs. Both schools have been chipping away here, uh, and I think he'd be among the headliners in either class should he end up staying in state uh, down the line when, when signing day uh, dust settles. Yeah, I feel like everybody wants to be um, Nostradamus with their predictions <laughs> of who of where he's going to go, and there's the argument of both sides where you can say, well, Miami doesn't have a running back committed right now, so he'd, he'd be the guy. And then you look at Florida, and you could say, well, they have Trayon Webb, but their rushing attack has been exponentially more successful, so he'd want to go there. And it's like With well, multiple backs, what? too. Yeah, exactly. So, right. um, but I think you could also use the argument of not only does Florida already have Trey Webb committed, but they've got Montreal Johnson for at least one more year. They've got Trevor Etienne for at least two more years. Yeah. And then Trey Webb, so it's kind of a little muddied backfield, but they've proven they could use multiple backs. And it's there's levels to this, and um, I'm not playing the prediction game anymore after the whole air quote thing. I'm just, I'm just not doing it. But um, you did mention something that I wanted to touch on at least a little bit because you mentioned the secret visit, and with, with Florida, they've kind of done that recently. They've started yes. trying to they've started trying to move in silence. You know, they had the whole. Um, Miami, there, there's a player committed to another school that doesn't want to go. And then Tommy Kinsler's like, I'm not visiting Florida. Screenshots come out of him saying he was going to visit he was Florida. Going to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it became a whole thing. Francis Maui Goa's tweet is, I'm not visiting the Swamp this weekend, which was weird because he was never announced to visit the Swamp. Correct. So Florida has been trying to move in silence and is that something that we can kind of expect to continue seeing this close to signing day where it's flip season, it's decommit season and, and just it's chaos really? Well, yeah. I mean, think of those names, right? Tommy Kinsler, a one-time Florida commit who flipped to Miami, huge deal at the time. And you wondered with him being in Ocala, do the Gators get back in? It appears that there was some momentum, at least for a short time. Francis Maui Goa in large part, Coming down the stretch, Florida and Miami felt good there. Malik Bryant is another one bring, worth bringing up. Samson Okalola, Cormani McLean, Jaden Rashada, it's just Mark Fletcher. So much back and forth is going on here. And these two staffs are, I mean, look, they, they know they're the chief enemy of the other and that when one is up, the other has to be down, right? So I think Jaden Rashada has been the lightning rod on both sides of this thing, right? When he committed to Miami initially, Florida was like rock bottom in recruiting and everything changed after that, right? You saw it, you felt it. All the momentum shifted towards Florida after that decision didn't go their way. It like regalvanized them. And then conversely, once Florida flipped Rashada from Miami, all these kids at the U start coming out with these statements of, of their <laughs> solidity to the Canes, which is, you, you know, that's a director from the coaching staff, right? So I do, I just see it so tangibly different between these two squads. Miami's going to be more public with it. Florida's going to be more private with it. That appears to be the method to either program's madness and both are recruiting in a top 10 type clip. So who's to say which one is right and wrong, but obviously it means there's more battles ahead and, and signing day is so close that yeah, secret visit season isn't going anywhere, uh, whether it's a game visit or more importantly, Brandon, the visits after the season wraps up because now you're not coaching and game planning and addressing the team and doing the press conferences, you're just recruiting. Uh, so those visits end of November into December 
ahead of signing day. Those are the ones before the dead period kicks in that are going to matter the most. So both programs you just know are trying to stack up visitors for for those weekends and midweek visits. So it'll be fascinating between these two down the stretch, two different strategies, two positive results so far. And uh, from from my perspective, 30,000 feet, no dog in the fight. Very entertaining. Very entertaining to see these two fan bases go back and forth. Um, and, and it's really impressive. I think that's that's really what you should take away from it. It's really impressive that two first-year staffs are able to recruit at a top 10 clip when each other is pulling away from their commitment lists. You know, imagine if these two schools were across the country, you would just say, man, it's impressive that these two schools are in the top 10 by themselves, like just period. Now it's even more impressive that they're both doing it while, while clawing at each other in the process. Just fascinating to watch. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. It's the easiest place to spice up the college football season. It's easy to play and win cold, hard cash in a single game. I didn't make money last weekend because you guys know I do one bet per week with Underdog. And um, I took Anthony Richardson, Montreal Johnson, and Spencer Rattler rushing yards because you have to take people from different teams. You can't just do three people from the same team. Otherwise, I do Anthony Richardson, Montreal Johnson, Trevor Etienne. Um, Spencer Rattler didn't didn't run the ball. But this week, Anthony Richardson, Montreal Johnson, and Mike Wright will not let me down. I am going to take the higher rushing number for all of them, and I'm going to win. promise you. I don't promise you, but I, I'm going to win. I'm speaking it into existence. Underdog, fantastic platform. I love their share. I just love the, aesthet- the aesthetically pleasing like share screen they have. It's dope. Sign up with the promo code locked on and the underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. You deposit $100 and you get another $100 free. Yeah, uh, I was in a Twitter space the other day and there were, you know, Ohio State fans, Alabama fans. There were fans of every every big like, major university and they were complaining. They were like, you know, I have never heard two schools bicker about recruiting the way that I've heard Florida and Miami bicker incessantly since the spring. They've been just, just going at each other. It's just year one. It's just year one. So. Yeah. Um, I know that you, you don't have a dog in the fight. I obviously do have a dog in the fight. And the entertainment value enough is for me to just go, I'm okay with any any recruit leaving or any recruit doing it. It's just chaos and it's fun. And that's what I'm here for. I don't know about everybody else. I, I'm here for chaos because – and I was thinking about this in the car before where I was like, you know, Florida has lost more battles than they've won against Miami. Or at least it feels that they have where they've lost tighter battles uh, where it's like Florida, Miami, Georgia, Ohio State, whoever's in the finals. And more often they pick Miami than they pick Florida. But Florida also has the higher ranked recruiting class. So I'm like, do I really care who wins the head-to-head battle if Florida has that higher-ranked recruiting class, which is why I'm also just like, screw it. Let's have fun. Let, let's just see chaos happen across the entire state. UCF's coming up to the Power Five. Let them go nuts, too. Let, let's just see some exciting recruiting battles, and hopefully Florida State joins in at some point. I realize they're just kind of down there right now, despite they're, being they're gonna the they're gonna do some things team. down the stretch. They're gonna do some things down the stretch. So, like you said, on the field, uh, unbelievable, you know, positive season in Tallahassee. So you know there's gonna be they're gonna be a factor at some point too. Look, Florida's trying to flip Lucas Simmons from Florida State. There's a couple others in that boat as well. They obviously already flipped Rod Kearney. So uh, I think that's one to, to to mention and watch. But obviously, nothing is comparing to uh, UF versus UM. 
Yeah, um, 2024 can't get here soon enough. I would love to see Florida take on Miami in a bowl game, but Miami might not make one. <laughs> so Clemson this week, right? Clemson this week for them, and, yeah. then, and then Pitt. So got to yeah. win one of those. And yeah, good luck. Yeah, bye Miami. Have have fun. You get to start recruiting heavier sooner. Congratulations, <laughs> uh, which could be an advantage, but we'll see. Thank you so much, John. This is John Garcia, Sports Illustrated's Director of Football Recruiting and Lockdown's Recruiting Insider. He'll be here two more times this week, so get used to seeing his face, and thank you so much, John. Yes, sir. Let's do it.